This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, and welcome to Tell Me About Your Mother. I'm Amy Westervelt. Today's guest is Stephanie Weber, a producer for Giphy in LA. Stephanie has a super interesting story. Her mom got pregnant with her pretty young and had to make a decision about whether to raise Stephanie herself or not. And her mom in the 80s uh, became a computer programmer. Pretty unusual for a mom in the 80s. Um, So anyway, Stephanie says, you know, she never really intended to work for a tech company and follow in her mom's footsteps, but that's kind of what's happened recently so that's been an interesting thing for them to talk about there's a lot more to stephanie's story too hope you enjoy it here it is This episode of Tell Me About Your Mother is sponsored by Sunbasket. I love Sunbasket for a lot of reasons. Number one, they advertise on this show. No, just kidding. (laughs) I I really think that theirs is the best of the meal prep kits. They use only organic produce. They use locally sourced and sustainable meats and poultry and fish. And they have a ton of different options for any type of diet. They now have 18 different options. Those include everything from family-friendly to paleo, gluten-free, vegan, you name it. And I like that you can kind of pick and choose from other categories because I can never stick to any one type of diet. (laughs) So... So yeah, I like that. I will say I've tried the family-friendly one a bunch recently, and my kids have been obsessed with soup recently, and so I made a really great minestrone with chicken meatballs from there. It's delicious. I also love that they include a lot of different options for recipes from different cultures. I love to eat a variety of foods, but I only really know how to cook Mexican food and Italian food, (laughs) so... (laughs) So I like it when I get things in the box that are like Thai style beef. It's great because on top of not necessarily knowing how to cook these recipes already, I also don't tend to have the right ingredients to cook these things. So it's cool to get to try it out. If you would like to try Sun Basket and get $35 off your first box, go to sunbasket.com slash mother, M-O-T-H-E-R. That's $35 off your first week, which covers two dinners. It's a pretty great deal. Go get it now at sunbasket.com slash mother. Okay, on with the show. only child um, and I was raised by a single mom so we were like all we had for a very long time so you know it definitely ebbs and flows and there's times like right now just 
she's in the Midwest and I'm out here. So the time difference in my schedule can make it really hard to connect, but it's definitely good, solid relationship and like good intimacy. So tell me a little bit about when you were a kid, uh, where you were growing up and then also, you know, at what point, like, I'm curious about like what point you realized that your mom was a single mom and that that was like maybe different from some of the other kids that you were growing up with. Yeah, well, um, we moved around a lot. My mom got pregnant when she was 20 and had me when she was 21. Um, and initially, she didn't know if she was going to keep me or give me up to adoption. Um, so she moved to Boston uh, to live with her oldest sister and her partner for her pregnancy because she was from a really small town um, so that, you know, it wouldn't be as much of a like drama situation either way if she like was pregnant in this small town. So of course she ended up keeping me, which was great. Um, so we left Boston after just a few months um, after I was born and moved back to her small town in Wisconsin um, and lived there till I was seven. And then we moved to uh, Paradise Valley, Arizona um, for a couple years. Uh, I'm trying to think of when the earliest I'm sure like as soon as you're drawing pictures, you know, when you like are supposed to draw your family and it's just like me and my mom and mine, I, I knew, you know, but it wasn't really often that I felt, it was only like, I remember it wasn't even until something in like fifth or sixth, no, not even older than that. I think it was high school. There was some, no, I guess it was sixth grade, sixth grade. There was some like father-daughter dance or event thing and I like went with a neighbor friend <laughs> um but yeah <laughs> there was but it really it was pretty infrequent you know to have those like bummed out or missing experiences like I think getting older and like father-daughter dances at weddings like that's highlight of it but I mean I knew I had a single mom but it was I don't know you just know what you know yeah, yeah. Um, was your dad, like, ever around at all? or No, he's um, Saudi Arabian, and he was here just for a student visa, and my mom got pregnant, and then he, uh, you know, I don't know exact timing, but sometime after, I think it was when he had to go back, and he, you know, told my mom she could move to Saudi Arabia with him, but she did not want to do that, <laughs> understandably. <laughs> So I, I've never met him or anything. I've seen like a couple photos. That's it. Oh, and did you have like extended family that were around when you were growing up helping out or was it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, my mom, when we were in Wisconsin, she, we lived with my grandma um, that time. Mm -hmm. But then actually that was really it. And then she, like we moved pretty frequently. Um, so we moved to Arizona for like a year and a half, then to Iowa for two years and back to Arizona. Um, and it was, you know, just her hustling. She, uh, she like didn't really want to take handouts from people. So she was on welfare for a little bit when I was little and, uh, like got a associate's degree in computer programming. Um, and just hustled, hustled, hustled. She was always working, like lugging, uh, those big three piece computer, you know, like the giant monitor, the, 
the thing like back in the day before people were really having home computers, she would work a full day and then like bring that whole thing home and work all night. Um, and eventually like they gave her a second machine <laughs> so she didn't have to do that. But it took a while. It just wasn't standard, you know? So I'm curious about like, I don't know, did that make you interested in any kind of technology stuff when you were growing up or like? It was more like I knew that's what my mom did. And sometimes she she even would have me like help do basic data entry and stuff in the summer just because I was capable of doing it. And and then, you know, I'd be going to work with her instead of like going into really? care and <laughs> stuff. Yeah, just in the summer. Um, and well, and I was like happy to do it. You know what I mean? Like something to keep me occupied and be around her. I really just like wanted to be around her all the time. Um, when I was like little, little, that's what I remember. Like she would work in our kitchen and I would just be up all night in the living room, like as late as I could watching Nick at night, just cause it was like as close as I could get to her. <laughs> That's really sweet. Um, did like was there a point where um, you know like where her where her like hustling sort of paid off? She was able to work a little bit less, or is she still she's still kind um, of yeah bad yeah. At it? Well, I mean, she's kind of just by nature, uh, not like total workaholic, but she's 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 kind of never stopped. But she did. Um, when I was, we moved back to Arizona when I was going into fifth grade because she was engaged. Um, and so then for like a little bit, I had a stepbrother and a stepsister and a stepdad. Um, and then they got separated and then they divorced. Uh, but I still stayed friendly with my now ex-stepbrother and stepsister. Um, like my my stepbrother would still give me rides to school for high school, which was really nice. Um, but then she was on her own again. And then when I was in college, she met my now stepdad. Um, and they've been together for, I think, like 13 years now. Um, and they're super happy. And they're, they, they're both very, very hard workers. But it's like because they're building the life they want. They have like 27 acre farm in Minnesota, even though they're both like an, a computer engineer and now my mom does quality assurance testing, but they have a hobby farm. Um, so yeah, they, they work a lot, but it's because they're just like that type of people who want to be prepared for anything that comes along and, you know, have their future taken care of. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that like as you were a kid that you, you pretty much like saw your mom working from a pretty early age. Um, was there, I don't know, like anything about watching her as a kid that sort of like informed what you think or what you thought about, uh, about women and careers and that kind of stuff? My mom was always just so empowering of me and like from as soon as I can remember and instilling in me that I could do anything that I wanted. I could cure cancer. I could be the first woman president. Like she has never stopped inundating me with that type of messaging. Mm -hmm. So, and I, and I also just grew up seeing like a woman make, do right. whatever she wanted. 
and there was nobody to like contest anything or challenge it or tell her no or to have to, you know what I mean, to compromise on anything. But you know, that was like, she didn't have anyone to share though. I mean, she obviously she's, she's got family, like she's one of eight. So, and she's a, a twin. Um, she's a fraternal twin. So she definitely has like siblings and her mom, like she had her mom up until my like freshman year of college that summer after. Um, so, you know, it's not like she had zero, zero supports, but because we lived away from family most of the time, you know, she was like on her own by and large. Um, but yeah, I think it just, it just showed me that like, you can do whatever you want. No one can tell you. Like, I just never saw any glimpse of anything else. And I was never told yeah, anything yeah. else. Um, <clears throat> do you have any kind of memory of a specific time when you sort of realized that like your mom was a person, um, like a separate person <laughs> and not just your mom? Uh, yeah, I totally know what you mean. I think, I think because, you know, I knew I knew that she had had me pretty young my whole life. Like she was never trying to, like there was always kind of this leveled realness in a way because of that yeah. being a, you know what I mean? Known in the relationship. Yeah. Um, Cause whereas other parents could maybe try to be like teach abstinence or something, you know, my mom's like, Hey, like I'm not going to be a hypocrite about this. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't know. There was definitely like an honesty about our relationship that, I think it it's not I've like had those kind of like come to Jesus moments about other family members where you hear things and you're like oh yeah they're like a they're just they're just a person trying to figure it out not just you know like the the auntie that you hold at this other level just because you like respect your elders or whatever you you know what I mean um so I I like my mom and I did have some um conversations you know more in depth revealing things that she went through or things that she you know just probably wasn't appropriate when I was younger to know that information maybe um and I think that kind of content or like really just as I've gotten older and thought about like oh wow at this age my mom was working full-time and like taking care of herself completely with no help and she had a nine-year-old or a 12-year-old or right. whatever and at times where I've still been very much like trying to figure it out and get it together and can like barely care for myself and like a cat, let alone a full fledged human being, you know what I mean? Um, so I think like, as I've gotten older, it's only just kind of contextualized it more yeah, for me yeah. of really like how hard she worked and what yeah. she did. Um, did your mom, like, do you have a memory of like your mom talking to you about, um, sex and relationships and like how that was presented i feel like nothing was ever off limits to talk about um we we come from a very like strong catholic family my grandma is a very devout catholic um and like my mom went to catholic school uh but and she you know is like still strong in her faith but in kind of like an individual way um and i don't know it was she <laughs> One like standout thing I remember is she taught me to never fake an orgasm because then I would never, you know, get it for real. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. So I it it was very like I think we had a very healthy 
relationship for sure in that sense just like you do have some things that are unique when it's just you and your mom your whole life and you're the only people in the house like there's just a completely different dynamic um and you know of course like teenage adolescent years you go through like your little attitude phases but we really never we never had tough times we were really really lucky like you know there'd be like a an overnight silent treatment type situation for me, but, but like, you know, very, very in a normal adolescent way. Did your mom ever talk to you about race at all? And like, especially like if your dad was Saudi Arabian, but you're not really like growing up with him or in that culture or whatever, like, was there, did she talk to you about that stuff? Um, well, I definitely like, I, I'm always ethnic question mark girl, um, in crowds. And because I get very, very tan um, and my hair is very curly and textured. Um, So when we lived in Iowa, when we moved there, I actually like got called the N-word. And I think like came home until I don't even remember it now other than like my mom telling me. So thank God it wasn't too scarring. I think I didn't even know what it was. You know what I mean? It was just like they called me this thing. I don't really remember any conversation around it other than I don't know like but I remember that like that was a thing and I remember um in Arizona too one of the times out there like playing and like a kid called me an ugly black girl like I definitely experienced uh I know it's so kids are terrible sometimes um and like even when I was older in Phoenix even though it was like there's a lot of Hispanic kids and Native American kids. And I mean, not like a lot, but they weren't, it wasn't like only white people. Um, and I would like get made fun of for like my big poofy hair and Afro puffs and stuff. Like, so I don't know. I think my mom just, just was always reinforcing how much she thought of me and like how beautiful I was and how beautiful every part of me was. You know what I mean? Just like, trying to like really fill up my cup with the love and like positive self-esteem. We had a lot of technical difficulties recording this episode, and at one point I had to drop off of the internet-based phone recording service I use and hop onto an app on my phone, so you're going to notice a little shift in the audio quality at this point. Sorry about that. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. 
That's shopify.com slash special offer. It was really just ignorance, obviously, of these kids. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, to be like, teasing me about my curly fuzzy hair. But it definitely right. is like a thing that has totally stuck with me my entire life. Like that feeling about my natural hair. Um, really? That's oh, yeah, tough. totally. Yeah. Um, despite, you know, it's, yeah, that stuff when you're little, like it really does this imprint on you that even when your mind knows otherwise as an adult, there's still that residue there that, that like it does something to your insecurity and just your, your sense of self at such a, a sensitive, you know, impressionable age that yeah. it's, it's definitely like you can, that's still there. I, uh, when Solange's Don't Touch My Hair came out, I was like, oh my God, I'm so happy for all the little girls growing up with this song. I wish I could have grown up with this song. Yes. Okay, so, and then I'm curious too about like anything that you feel like you got from your mom about like how to be a woman in particular. Yeah, um, it's so interesting because my family, like my my grandma's husband died when she was pregnant with her eighth kid. So she raised her family by herself. Like I just come from a very strong matriarchal line. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and like my great grandmother whom I never knew, but she actually had like been divorced and remarried, which at that time, you know, for that generation was like atypical and not white. Like there's just a lot of things where for whatever reason, females in my family have always kind of done their own thing and not really, done what's necessarily like by the book societally for probably females in small town Wisconsin throughout you know the the 40s 50s 60s type thing um so I think in some strange way just like a lack of seeing bad dynamics or dysfunction did a lot but then also I'm aware that I did I also didn't get to see like any healthy models or examples of love like between I mean not any like you know got older and my mom and my stepdad are great now but I was like an adult at that point um so yeah like kind of my my mom's twin she and her husband have been together since I was little and I used to spend like a month with them in the summer Mm -hmm. um that was probably like the kind of other closest thing to a nuclear family and that type of model and getting to see that dynamic Mm -hmm. I got but I think, like, I'm a stubborn person already by nature, and then just growing up where the women did whatever, like, they, yeah. they handled it. Like, I think I'm, I'm sure I can be a difficult partner sometimes because uh, compromise and uh, that sort of thing isn't, like, something I grew up seeing firsthand or, like, aware. You know what I mean? Right, um, right. How it's played out. It was just kind of like, um, I make all the rules and I call all the shots. Um yeah. yeah. So I do think that like that's there to an extent and maybe, I don't know, as I get older trying to unpack things because I'm 35 and still single um, and you know, you see yourself with like patterns of people or relationships and mm-hmm. uh, I start to wonder, I'm like, is this, like I grew up thinking my whole life I didn't have daddy issues, but do I have daddy issues? Like mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. constantly seeking out like love from men who I know are never actually going to give me that because mm-hmm. it's reinforcing that narrative I grew up with that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's like, I definitely, I think my mom gave me so much love that 
I've always felt very comfortable and good in that. And like, I wasn't missing out on that much because we had such a close family unit. Yeah. Um, and I was really grateful for like what we had because it was fun and you know what I mean? Intimate and like, my mom, like I used to wear her clothes when I was little, like as soon as she had like this barrel of clothes and I would totally get teased because they were, you know, like, like weird to kids at the time now they're probably like in um yeah but yeah it was like I just thought she was the greatest you know as just I think from moving around um fairly often like kind of almost every two years and being in different schools and like my high school is the first school I went to for more than two years um so I don't know I I like clung to her and she was definitely like my hero when yeah yeah um and and now even more where I'm like oh my god I can't I don't know how she did it, like, on her own. I know. I know. Yeah, there's so many things, like, I think as you get older that you, I don't know, as you kind of hit ages where you were, like, old enough to remember your mom being that age, I feel like, um, Mm -hmm. you're just like, holy shit, my mom had, like, I'm a fraternal twin, too, actually, and um, my mom, I was a surprise twin. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm like, I can't imagine, like at 28 having like a surprise extra kid like you are <laughs> your first kid and then it's like oh surprise it's two at once here you go <laughs> you know, like, yeah oh yeah Welcome to the no I know it's really and I just think about like low points I've experienced just when you know it's that uphill battle with career you're not where you like thought you'd be or want to be and yeah. like yeah. when you feel so alone knowing that like she had to go through all that like, and put on a good face for the kid. And, you know, I don't know. I just, it's, it's pretty, I respect the hell out of her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, does your mom, like, do you go to her for, um, for career, like career advice or, or talk to her about that stuff now? Like how, yeah, what does she think about? Yeah. She's, uh, been super helpful for me in like, being more aggressive about raises or promotions of like knowing and valuing um, my worth. Cause she, uh, I mean, she's really great at what she does and she's learned how to be fierce over the years because yeah. you have to, especially as a woman, but really just anybody, you know, it's pretty rare. You're in a situation where people are just going to hand things to you. Like it comes to those who ask and who like know their worth and aren't afraid to put it out mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, she worked for like companies that would go through a few mergers and then all of a sudden she was at like a fortune 500 company um, and was there for like 14 years and then just one day like whole division gone type thing and she had like blood sweat tears overtime always you know and she just like that was uh, I think the first time for her where she really realized like oh they don't give a shit about me like I'm just here doing the job they're not like here for me. Right. Um, right. And I think after that, she was a little bit more like, like she's always still a hustler, but didn't quite give it like all of her soul the way she maybe would have once. And also knew to like get what she deserved out of it. Um, so I'm not like super assertive in that, in that you know, context by nature. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it was really great to have someone kind of always trying to push me to be stronger and 
like more vocal and advocating for myself with that. Tell Me About Your Mother is produced and distributed by Critical Frequency. To send feedback or suggestions, please shoot me a note at amy at criticalfrequency.org. That's A-M-Y at criticalfrequency.org. Our music is by B. Beeman. That's B-H-I-B-H-I-M-A-N. And original illustrations for each episode are drawn by James Guthman. You can follow us on Twitter at About Your Ma and on Instagram and Facebook at T-Mame Podcast. That's T-M-A-Y-M Podcast. Yes, all the easier names were taken. <laughs> Tell Me About Your Mother is available across all listening platforms. Please rate or review the podcast wherever you're finding it. It helps us find new listeners. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. 